Welcome to Unraveling Midlife. I'm your host, Sarah Spence. Thanks for joining me as I explore my own astrological midlife by speaking with all sorts of inspiring people about their life and work. Although the common understanding of midlife is a little bit older, astrological midlife relates to Western astrology transits that run from the mid-30s to the mid-40s for everyone. Each of the four main midlife transits have an overall theme, though details vary by generation and by individual. So astrological midlife really directly corresponds to that term midlife crisis that we hear bandied about. If you're new to the show, welcome. You can follow me on social media, Sarah Marlowe Spence, and you're welcome to subscribe to the show if you haven't already, or share it, because that's how people find out about it. At the end of uh, the episode, I share a track of my original music. There's a link to my website in the show notes where you can find details of upcoming events, often including music gigs or kirtan, joyful chanting, and dream workshops. Now, this Aries new moon is an exciting one of new beginnings since it's only hours after the sun moves into Aries, generally known as the astrological new year. Happy new year! A few days later, Pluto moves into Aquarius, which is a big deal in the astrological world, and we'll feel these impacts over the next few years, slow-moving Pluto, dancing, slowly, back into Capricorn for a while, yet, back and forth. Now, perhaps it's the famed dawning of the age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius. We shall see. It's a potent week this week this Aries new moon uh, for Earthbeat Festival where I'm singing, sharing and crowing as well. And just a note, uh, a few days ago the podcast turned two. So it's a anniversary, second anniversary of this podcast's existence and apparently on average people last, um, someone did tell me how many episodes, I think the average was something like 14 episodes and here we are up to 28. So thanks for being part of Unraveling Midlife. On to today's show, Rebecca Gambles is an animal communicator, animal healer, Pleiadian light work teacher and practitioner, past life regressionist, angelic Reiki teacher, and clairvoyant medium. And as you'll hear in our conversation, she has a story as to how she came to be doing this work, and not to mention the fascinating way she communicates with animals. Um, which is what I wanted to learn more about and I figured other people would too which is uh, why I've got her on the show and it's a really really cool conversation so enjoy. Rebecca welcome to Unraveling Midlife it's great to have you here um, but I, I do know that we were just talking before we went on air about like is it really is it really midlife when it's at this astrological midlife that just happens to be when the planets are at this point in our lives um, but is it really midlife I think we've got a bit of a semantic problem so maybe yeah what yeah yeah because I mean I'm 43 so if this is my midlife that means I'm going to live to 86 which feels a little bit limiting for me like I feel like I have a capacity to live way beyond that so I don't associate that this is my midlife yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah. I, love it. Hey, I kind of I feel slightly the same but yeah it's whether or not like okay I've got a podcast name I'm not sure I can change the name but um midlife can stretch that's what I figure <laughs> well I'm sure you could change the name if you wanted to as well <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know I'll, I'll think about that yeah <laughs> tell us about you you're clearly like 
like me, you're right in the thick of um, these particular astrology transits that shake up life, but you do some really interesting stuff. Tell me about it. Yeah. So I'm a Pleiadian lightwork practitioner. Um, I'm a past life regressionist. I'm an animal healer and communicator, angelic Reiki teacher, psychic medium. Um, so yeah, I work one-on-one -on -one with people and themselves. I also work with people and their animals and I also teach everything that I do as well. So I run courses and retreats at the moment in New Zealand and the UK, but I am hoping to put all my courses online as well and um, to teach people to be able to access these gifts within themselves um, I'm very passionate about empowering people to live their best lives. Um, and I absolutely love talking to animals because they're also here to help people live their best lives as well um, by being in service to them. So, yeah. Cool. Can you say a little bit more about that? I'm curious. Yeah. So uh, our animals come into our lives often with a purpose. Well, always with a purpose, actually, especially our domesticated animals. So yeah they come in with soul contracts with their human companions and they you know they come in for different reasons it might be to help their human companion through a difficult stage of their life it might be to help teach them something um sometimes our animals have come in to help us with physical disease that we have in our own body our animals have come to help us transmute that energy as well um they can actually take our physical conditions from us and take them into their own body as well so that there's many different ways that they can be helping us in our lives um and yeah, they often mirror back to us the things that we maybe don't necessarily see about ourselves. So one of the things I'm finding quite common um, at the moment with the people that I'm working with is, you know, I go to see a, a, a person and they're like, this is what's happening with my animals. So say the animal's got anxiety, for example. But then when I speak to the animal, the animal is actually telling me that the anxiety is the person's that they live with. So they're literally mirroring back to the human their own anxiety and they're kind of taking it from them and then mirroring it back and so then the person goes oh there's something wrong with with my animal but actually the animal's just reflecting that um back to them so when I go to see the animal I'm actually telepathically talking to them so they're giving me words and images and feelings of what's going on for them so if I have a consult with somebody I'll go and see the person and they'll say this is what's happening for my animal and then I talk to the animal and say this is what's happening for my human so it's often a two-way conversation between the two people they both have their own opinions about what's going on and um, yeah it's absolutely fascinating work I love it oh wow oh wow yeah I, I'm sure I'm sure everyone's reflecting on animals and their lives and their kind of quirks right now and how does that yeah. on me or yeah because, you know, you go to some people's houses and it's like, oh, I've got this cat and she hates anyone come to visit. You know, she goes and hides under the bed. She doesn't like it when people come to visit. And I'm like, do you like it when people come to visit? Oh, no, I'm such an introvert. I hate anyone coming to the house. And I'm like, there you go, then your, your animals just, you know, portraying the same behavior as you. So they're totally reflecting that behavior in you as well and showing you what what you actually want or desire. So. I don't have um, a pet, but I end up doing quite a bit of um, dog sitting. Does that end up mirroring me? Yeah. So I also pet sit as well. And what I find is, you know, and I, I call people human companions because I don't like the word owner. Sometimes I'll say owner because, you know, people understand that owner, but we don't really own our animals. You know, they're not our possessions. So I don't really like the word owner, but I do use it sometimes just for ease. But yeah, I, I say human companion instead. So I'll go to see the human who who I'm 
who I'm organizing the pet sitting with and they'll tell me certain traits about their animal like oh they're highly anxious they bark all the time they don't rest when there's fireworks and so you know I'll make you know mental note of all these things and then they move out and go on their holiday and I move in with the animal and that animal is completely different with me so I've I've pet sat for an animal that was highly anxious barked all the time but when I arrived it was a completely different dog and it didn't bark it was really really relaxed and when the son came round to the house to, to see the dog, he said, that's not that's not our dog. He's like, did you switch dogs? But what had happened is that, that the animal had taken on the anxiety of the woman. So when she left, it didn't need to be that way with me because I was a very relaxed person. So then the dog was very relaxed with me. So when I go to see people's animals as well, they'll say they have an anticipation of how the animal will, re- will behave. But then when I get there, the animal behaves completely different. And they're like, oh, it doesn't normally do that. But it knows that I'm here to communicate with the animal. And yeah, they don't need to portray those behaviors. It's so interesting. Mm. It is. Did, did you end up having a chat with that dog about it or did you not need to? Yeah, I ended up clearing a past life for that particular dog with its owner. So our animals reincarnate with us over and over again. And um yeah, when I when I ask the animal sometimes, you know, where's the source of this anxiety or where's the source of this physical problem or behavioral issue, sometimes they're taking me into past lives. So sometimes it's a trauma from this life. So they had a trauma in their puppyhood or kittenhood or, or whatever animal it is. And sometimes it's a past life with their human companions. So um, they'll show me what happened in the past life and they may be exhibiting a behavior to try and say to their human, hey, do you remember when this happened before? And that, so they're kind of exhibiting a behavior which may appear very unusual, but to them, it's the only way they can communicate to their human that, hey, this is what happened before. Remember what happened before? Because what they're actually wanting is for, for the human to let the past life go. So so when I come to see the animal and, and I can share, you know, the animal can say to me, this is what happened in the past life then I can share that with their human companion. And once they've understood what happened and we've kind of yeah, got the wisdom from that past life, we can release the energy of it. And when we release the energy of it, we release it from the body of the animal, but also from the body of the human family. So whether that's one person or five people, so everybody gets the healing in the session. It's not when I go to see an animal, it's not just what's your favorite food and you know, where do you like to sleep? It's not a simple conversation. It's like, what past lives have you had with your human family? What are you here for? What's your soul contract with these people? What are you helping them to learn? Are there any spirits in the house disturbing you? There's so many different things that can come up in in a communication with an animal. Um, It's absolutely profound. But yeah, when we clear the past life, we're clearing the the fears, the emotions, the beliefs that are coming from the past life, but also the physical weakness in the in the body connected with that past life. So so I saw a cat very early on in my in my career as an animal communicator that had a bent spine. And the vets saw it and they said it looks like it's been hit by a car. And the lady said it's never been outside. It can't have been hit by a car. But when I went to speak to it, it said it got hit by a car in its previous life at 13 years old. So what happened is in this life at 13 years old, the spine then gave the same symptoms as the past life. So the cat hadn't been hit by a car, but the cellular memory of the body went, oh, I remember what happened at 13 in the last life. So it created the same disease in the body. So when I cleared the past life, 
the 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 people who after I'd done the session, the people said within 12 hours they couldn't believe it, just the spine started to straighten again and the cat could walk again. So it went from not being able to to jump or anything to running up the stairs and jumping on the kitchen top. It was unbelievable like how quickly the cat changed its body from releasing the past lives. So this happens for animals, but it also happens for people as well. So if you have a physical condition in your body that you don't know where it's come from, you've not had an injury on, it's just come out of nowhere. It could actually be connected to the way you died in a, in a previous life or an injury from a previous life that's in your cellular memory. Wow. So you, <laughs> you work with humans on that, like separate from animals too, hey? Yeah. So like, you know, I'm working a lot with animals at the moment, but sometimes I'm finding the animals are calling me out to, to help the humans, you know? So yeah, I work with animals and people, but I also do just individual sessions with people. So you don't have to have an animal to come and see me. You could just come and see me for a past life healing or a past life regression where I take you through the life. And then you can have an awareness of who you were before what what kind of life you were having what you were learning about but also like what trauma did you did you receive to your body what disease did you experience and are you holding any of that in your cellular memory because when you release the past life you can release the cellular memory from this body and then this body can heal itself you don't have to continue suffering with those physical diseases Okay, I'm, I'm I'm much more interested. I've kind of had past life, like known about different past life things, but whoa, you mean my body can feel better? Mm, that's pretty attractive. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. You know, so say for example, um, say for example, you were hung in a past life at 35. In this life, you could have had no problems with your neck and then you could get to 35 and suddenly you're like, oh, I, I can't turn my neck. Why can't I turn my neck? And then you go and see chiropractors. I'm sure I'm probably saying this for a reason. You go and see chiropractors, you go and see people and nobody can diagnose why you've got a neck problem. But then when you go and look into your past lives and you see what happened before, see the emotions that are still being held there about why were you hung in the past life? Were you being hung for being a witch and now you're scared to show your healing abilities because that's what happened before and you don't want it to happen again, as an example. In releasing the past life, you can release the physical pain in your body, but you can also release the fears, the fears of being seen, the fears of embracing your psychic gifts, for example, if, if you're a witch in your past life. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. I've had some really profound um, results with my clients where they just release things that they've had all their life. And then when they access the past life it was connected to, it, it can go away, it can transmute. Well, I, I had um, made a note that I wanted to ask you if if your your things outside animal communication came into um, animal communication, your skills, angelic Reiki, Pleiadian, light worker stuff. But clearly, the answer is yes. <laughs> Everything comes in. I'm finding now that really my sessions. I mean, I've got my therapies listed separately on my website, but I feel like I should just they should all just be one really because I mean I do mediumship, so I speak to people that have passed over. And, you know, and, and originally I was doing individual readings where people were contacting me and speaking to a loved one, but I'm finding all of that's coming in as well. So, you know, I'm going speaking to animals and, you know, you know, there was a woman called me and she said, my cats won't come into the house. Can you ask, ask them why they won't come in? The dogs will come in, but the cats won't come in. And when I spoke to the cats, they said, yeah, there's a spirit in the house that won't let us in. Like he hates cats. He hates cats, but loves dogs. And so the spirit was literally shooing the cats out of the house. So nobody else could see this spirit, but the cats and the dog could see it. 
Um, and so as soon as I spoke to the spirit and released him from the house, the cats came back in the house again. So animals are very sensitive to spirit as well. So I'm finding in a lot of my sessions, the animals are asking me to release any spirits from the buildings or, or that are kind of following their humans around as well. Um, they're very aware of it. So if your animal's behaving very unusually or it's kind of watching things in the room that you can't see, then it may be that you've got a spirit presence in your house, whether that's somebody you're related to or just somebody that lived in that house or liked the look of you and decided to come home with you. Yeah. So yeah, everything's kind of merging together, you know, and, and when I show up for a session now, I'm like, what's required here? I don't go in with a, an idea of what's required. It's, you know, whether it's a person or an animal, I'm just listening and asking, you know, is it past life? Do I need to do Pleiadian light work? Do I need to speak to spirit? Do I, you know, do I need to talk to an animal? What What's going on? And each session is uniquely different. And that's what I love about it as well. It's, it's it's almost like, I mean, when I was little, I loved doing puzzles, you know, solving puzzles. And it's a little bit like that. It's like, what's required here to to shift this? And then, I, you know, I'm using all of my tools to to help that person or that animal to 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 have more ease in their life, really. Mm. And do you, you don't necessarily have to be in the house with the animal. No, I don't even have to. I don't have to do any of my sessions in person. So if I'm local to people, like I'm in Nelson, New Zealand at the moment, then I'll go to people's houses and, and see their animals in person. But it's not required. I can communicate with animals through just a photograph. Um, I ask for a photograph with the animal looking at the camera so that I can connect with their eyes, because that's what I do when I'm communicating telepathically. I often connect with their eyes. Um and then, yeah, I can connect in with them energetically and speak to them that way. So, and even with people, I don't need to see them in person. I can just see them online or work with them distantly. Um, and with houses as well, I can tune into properties and see what spirits are there without having to actually walk into the property. I can just view it from a distance um, and see what's going on there. And have you always had this ability or have you honed it along the way? How did you get into this line of work? Um, when I was a child, I definitely saw spirits a lot it, you know it scared me as a child um and I and I was communicating with animals as well but I thought everybody was so you know I had a, this really amazing rabbit that went everywhere with me and it was like the wonder rabbit of the neighborhood you know everyone was really fascinated by him um but I just thought everybody was doing that and then you know as you get older and you realize it's not normal you I shut my gifts down and and for a long time I suppressed my psychic abilities and then when I was 28 I had a massive spiritual awakening I I realized now looking back that I used work as a way to suppress my abilities. So when we have a fear of our psychic gifts, we, you know, we might suppress them in different ways through overworking or drinking or taking drugs, smoking, overeating. There's lots of different ways we can suppress our gifts. I used work and alcohol as a way to suppress mine. And when I was 28, I quit all my jobs. I had three jobs at the time and I went traveling. So I went from working all day, every day to suddenly not working and within like two or three weeks of traveling like my psychic abilities just awakened very very rapidly I was seeing spirits again I was knowing things about people in my dormitory room without knowing how I knew I was having like tingling sensations in my hands when I was around people who said they were in pain and there was like this energy coming from my hands and so I started to realize I was a healer and and that I could channel this energy um yeah, and I didn't really have anyone who 
understood what I was going through. So a lot of the time I really have had to kind of mentor myself through it. So I read a lot of books. I did find some teachers. I went and trained in past life aggression. I trained in Usui Reiki. I trained in angelic Reiki. Um, once I trained in angelic Reiki, that kind of awakened my telepathic communication with animals that's when I had my first experience of a cat talking to me <clears throat> I was in my angelic reiki teacher's house and I heard this voice in my head say I've got I've got a sore leg and I, I was sat in a kitchen on my own as, as far as I was aware and I had this thought and I was like I don't have a sore leg and I looked down on the floor and there was this cat staring at me and it was, I got the thought again I've got a sore leg and that was my first experience as an adult realizing that actually I could receive telepathic communication from animals. Um, I also started seeing people's past lives almost like stood behind them. So say I was seeing somebody, I would also see the past life characters stood behind them saying, this is what happened to them in a past life. This, this was after my angelic Reiki training. And so I had to kind of get used to these abilities awakening. I started seeing spirits really strongly again. Um, and then I went and trained in Pleiadian Lightwork. Um, so I actually traveled to Australia and did uh, five levels in Pleiadian Lightwork and then trained to be a teacher of that as well. So that's more of a like multidimensional healing where I'm looking at the energy field of the person or the animal and I'm looking at soul contracts that they've set up with people in their lives and beliefs that they're holding in their in their body that's holding them back from being the most authentic version of the, themselves and i'm helping them to to cancel those beliefs and reframe their belief systems and there's lots of other things i can be doing looking at past lives looking at any implants or entities that are connected to the body or um there might be inner child work things like that um but yeah so i've done a lot of self-development work I've done a lot of different training courses to get me to to where I am and and to really clear my channel so that I can show up for people and my own stuff's not getting in the way I've spent 15 years clearing a lot of my own past lives a lot of my own beliefs a lot of contracts with people that I'd set up to kind of hold me back from being the most powerful version of myself because I was scared I was scared that if I show myself to the world I'll be taken down because it's happened so many times before. So that fear was sitting in my system. <clears throat> you also teach people how to like clear their own past lives and things as well. Yeah, I do. I have a course called past life healing and I teach people to tune into their own lives, the lives of animals, the lives of their clients, their friends. Um, so yeah, I've been teaching that in person up until now. I'm feeling quite inspired to put that online now. So that's something that I'm hoping to do in the near future um, to get that online so it's much more accessible. I get a lot of people asking me for that. Um, and there's so much power in clearing your past lives, mm -hmm. as you can understand, because of all the things we've experienced before, which has, have brought us to who we are today. You know, we had those experiences for a reason, but we don't need to be in this life still living out the fears from our past lives. It's, it's not serving us. You don't know how timely that comment is. <laughs> yeah. And it's time, right? It's time for all of us to step up and be the, the truest, most authentic versions of ourselves because we chose to bring our gifts to the world. And, and my one of my strongest gifts is animal communication. And, and I'm really passionate about awakening people to giving them the awareness that animals are just as evolved as us. They're not just an animal. They're, they're, they're a soul just like we are. And, and I don't see them as any less of a consciousness than than humans, you know? I mean, mm. they're so divine in their nature. 
and the wisdom that they share is just so profound you know yeah yeah I know I, I was somewhere and people were talking about um horses and in the way they reflect um but I guess it's it's all animals yeah I mean all animals yeah not and it's not just domesticated animals I'm talking to wild animals as well I mean obviously people often call me out for their own animals but yeah I'm also can talk to the whales the dolphins you know I absolutely love swimming with the dolphins and talking to them um that's that's a really big passion of mine actually and I'm really hoping to to start doing more of that in the future and taking people out into the water with the dolphins and you know they're so healing they they send their sonar into your body and they they're able to detect anywhere that you're holding on to anything in your body and they can actually clear it with their sonar which is why a lot of people are so drawn to swim with the dolphins especially when they've got life threatening illnesses because the dolphins can actually send healing to them with their sonar frequencies wow Mm. I did go out to go swim with the dolphins recently but there were babies so we weren't allowed to get in the water mm. but then a dolphin came about 10 meters away on the Southland but um nice I'm trying to kind of go come closer but um but it wasn't coming much closer one, one of the others got um got a little bit more attention so good on him <laughs> yeah and sometimes when you just release your expectations they'll come closer as well I've noticed that you know yeah it was pretty cold though. You'd be wanting to um, swim with dolphins, taking people out somewhere just a bit warmer than. Uh... Yeah, well, that's what I'm feeling because I did. I've swum with dolphins in in Kaikoura about probably about ten times now. I absolutely love it, but it is so cold. Like sometimes you can barely breathe when you get in the water. Whereas last year I went to the Bahamas, and you know here you're wearing a full wetsuit with a hood, so you know if you're claustrophobic, it's a little bit like oh. But I went to the Bahamas and I'm just in a bikini, you know, just jumping in the water. It's like getting into a lukewarm bath. And and the water is so clear that you can see the dolphins for miles away, you know, like maybe not miles, but like a long way away. And it's so beautiful. And, and that's actually my vision is like next year, I would love to take a group of people swimming in the Bahamas with the dolphins. Like that's my my dream to start doing that, taking people somewhere tropical. And having that experience because yeah, I swam with them for, for the best for over a week and it was just absolutely magical. And it does change you. Like when they dolphins, I had a dolphin swim underneath me and something in my energy just ch changed. I can't even describe it in words, but it, it, it made me emotional. Something shifted. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know what that dolphin did, but it was, yeah, it was amazing. It just yeah I feel like everyone should swim with dolphins but I mean it's you know it's not everyone's thing but yeah I absolutely love it mm. well wow, that went away as well <laughs> yeah absolutely oh, yeah that'd be amazing mm. Mm. Yeah. what I also found interesting is that um is that when you went traveling when you were 28 that kind of lines up with um it does line up with the set and return which is yeah that kind of point where yeah. it comes back to where it was in your chart and 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 things shift people have sh shifted I mean some people get married or or um or divorced or have children or or just kind of have like an opening into the adult life which is what I felt that I had at that point and it certainly sounds like you did yeah I was very aware of this the, sim the significance of that because it was just before 28 I think when I went or just turned 28 yeah so yeah it was a very profound time for me to have that awakening um and I kind of feel another shift coming now and um, so you know I've been doing sessions for 15 years with people and you know 
I kind of feeling more now that I want to mentor people to be able to offer animal communication themselves. So I'm kind of looking to teach the practitioners more now so that I can step away from, from doing sessions all the time and actually pass that on to other people. Cause I actually would love to write a book about as well about my experiences. And, and so, you know, I want to take some time away to do that and, and not be busy every week with sessions. So yeah, I'm kind of looking to, to mentor people more as well that really want to, to step up into this line of work or, or any of the lines of work, you know, mediumship or anything really. And um, that's kind of where I feel like I'm heading now. Um, yeah. And, and put my courses online as well. So it's much more accessible for people. Yeah. It was just interesting um, because that Saturn return happening. I wonder if next year when you have Saturn opposition, it's going to be 180 degrees from where Saturn was when you were born. It'd be interesting to see kind of what happens then and in the interim you know there's there's some other like the Uranus shake up and um Neptune yeah. uh Neptune kind of spiritual kind of opening up that's all happening it's, it's all kind of go I mean we're a yeah. so it's like this year it's next 44. year it's <laughs> 44 then that's significant again the next stage um, well, it actually really depends on where the planets were when you were born. So I've got friends that are um, within six months, like three, four months older and younger than me, um, but they've already had their Uranus experience um, and it's over. And, and so, for example, you're a few months younger than me um, and you had your Pluto square experience quite a bit earlier than I did it just depends on how fast the planets are moving when you're born so it's um so some people say it's 40 to 42 for this Uranus opposition um but for me it's 44 yeah okay yeah I didn't know that 42 was a very powerful age and I did I did a lot of self-development work at 42 like a, that mm. whole year I was just mm. constantly on trainings and self-development retreats and really you know doing much more work with myself at that time yeah, yeah, and they say that um, yeah, they traditionally it's called a midlife crisis, but I like to call it midlife unraveling, like uh, based on Brene Brown um, essay, because we are we're kind of like okay, well, what are these social expectations? It's time to like throw the caution to the wind. If we're not already doing that, it's like life's going to force us into that. So yeah, yeah, I definitely feel I'm here to live outside the box. I don't feel like I've followed any of the norms, so to speak, of like you know you you do this and then you do that and you do I feel like I'm doing everything jumbled up and yeah just yeah just yeah breaking the the, the um the paradigms or whatever it's the word is I'm looking for the world you know? needs us <laughs> the world needs us <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because there's another way another way to do things you know um yeah. and it's funny because when I first started talking to animals I was so shy about it you know I was like this is not a thing this is not useful not you know and and you know I had people reflecting back to me like oh you know you're you're crazy you're going to get locked up and there was a lot of fear there around my gifts awakening but but now I'm just so comfortable with it myself that I don't receive those reflections anymore and, and even if I did it doesn't bother me because I know my truth you know um so yeah it's really interesting how on your journey of on awakening your own gifts as well there can be that fear that arises of what are people going to think of me this isn't normal um but now I quite like that I'm not normal you know mm, yeah yeah me too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure so if people want to um I don't get get in touch with you for whatever reason, whether that's clearing their own past lives or animals or 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 finding out about um 
any of the amazing work that you offer or mentorship or anything like that how, how do they find you uh, so I've got a website which is rebeccagambles.com um, and I do have a few short online courses there as well that people can do in their own time so there is actually a past life regression recording on there that you can purchase and you can actually go and explore your own past life with me kind of guiding you and holding space um, yeah and then I've got all my information about my therapies on there and the courses that I offer um, and I do also have two Facebook pages as well so one of them is um Rebecca Gamble's Heavenly Connections and I also have an animal Rebecca Gamble's Animal Communicator and on my Animal Communicator page I share stories of things that animals have said to me like some really interesting stories so it's quite good to go on there and just have a read of some of the things that animals have said I can send you the actual official links um yeah, yeah. The, 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 the stories. It's, yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. I absolutely love writing the stories about animals. Like they just make me smile so much, you know. And I absolutely love talking to animals. One of the things I love the most is they just say it exactly as it is, you know. Sometimes if you're talking to to a person, they can kind of, you know, skirt around the outside or try to be nice, but an animal will just be like, this is the problem. This is what's going on. And they just, there's, it's just very black and white, you know? And I really respect that. It's very honest communication and I, and it's so refreshing and I just love it, you know? So they don't have this need to be nice and try and soften things. They just go, this is what's going on. Mm. I was thinking so, all those questions that you that you ask the animals about past lives and 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 and, and all that kind of thing. I guess um, <laughs> I'm just imagining you like, asking a human all those questions and them just kind of going, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah, I know the animals like, "Oh, so they've had this past life, and there's this spirit walking around the house, and this is happening, and da da da," you know. And yeah, sure, like they're just so open. They're so aware as well. You know, they remember. So, yeah. But then when I do share what the animal said, like often it will resonate with the person that, you know, they'll go, oh, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Or or on some level, they knew it. You know, I'll tell them something. They go, you know what? I knew that. I knew that and I didn't trust it. And so I'm just there validating what they already know, which I love because that's empowering them then to know they actually knew as well, because we are all actually communicating with our animals daily. So, you know, you might be sat watching TV, for example, and then suddenly you get the vision of the, the dog's water bowls empty. And you think that that was your thought, but actually the dog was sending you a thought. Hey, can you fill my water up, please? I've got no water. So you think that you had the thought, but actually the animal sent it to you, you know, or you might just suddenly go, oh, I'm going to go for a walk with the dog. The dog was probably sat there going, hey, I want to go for a walk, you know. So we are receiving telepathic communication all the time we just don't realize sometimes, um, you know, but people are very aware of their animals. They're aware of their personalities. And so when I'm communicating to them what the animal's saying, they're like, oh, of course, that makes so much sense. Um, and sometimes it even brings tears to their eyes because on a soul level, they know what I'm speaking is the truth and it really hits them that it's it's really the truth that I'm saying to them. Um, and then they can acknowledge what's what's coming up and let that go as well. Um, yeah, so it's it's beautiful work to do. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, and I am excited to, to write a book because I think then more people can have awareness of how animals are helping us in our lives, you know? Oh, oh um, that sounds so exciting. And I hope you get to write that soon because I'm yeah. sure lots of people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, 
Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, such a fascinating topic um, and it wasn't even all about animals. <laughs> I know. I feel like we could have just talked for hours. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, uh, yeah. Well, um, I just, I think I'll be going and uh, checking out your website again. So. <laughs> yeah. I am and, going to update it soon because, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking a bit old at the moment, so I will update it soon. But, um, oh, that, that's what we always think about our websites, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's never good enough, right? um yeah I will send you the links to my Facebook as well yeah and I'll put them in the show notes so people have yeah so it's easy to check them out as well right cool well thank you for having me and thank you welcome to the music section of the show if you've listened to these podcasts over the summer you'll know that I've been at some summer festivals and even recording podcasts there when I looked back at the videos of the song that I wanted to share today, the array of background festival sounds is hilarious. There's either general chatting, which is normal, cicadas, also very normal. But I did find one where Marcel Hoff was leading Breathwork really loudly in the background. It, he's Wim Hof's brother, so like kind of a big name coming through New Zealand. And uh, and yeah, I didn't, I kind of wanted to share. I, I looked, I thought that that would be a good one. And then I, I heard him, come on, breathe, breathe. And I was like, okay, that's not quite the best one to choose. So I actually went back to the spring festival in Pukehina rather than from one of the summer festival travels, um, just because the sound was better. It is the first recording I've shared of me on playing on keyboard, um, possibly butterfingery, but hey, that's authentic. It's not out for general release. Um, this is the first time it's been released on the ether. Um, so here is once I recommend listening carefully to the chorus the sound is such that the vocals are louder than the um, the keys so that shouldn't be too much uh, too much trouble enjoy Time, but they moved along pretty fast. 
there was time aplenty to ponder the cause. There's not any happy endings in the real world. Life continues always with its ups and downs. We enjoy the happy ever afters in the movies. Cause we like to imagine the same thing for ourselves. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful woman searching and seeking and learning to grow and hurting, recovering, rebounding back strong, dealing with life learning to go with the flow but there's not any happy endings in the real world life continues always with its ups and downs we enjoy the happy ever often in the movies because we like to imagine the same thing for ourselves and often it feels like we've been suckered in supposed to be perfect. The dream becomes a nightmare over and over again. It feels like a soap opera circuit. There's not any happy endings in the real world. Life continues always with its ups and downs. We enjoy the happy ever afters in the movies. So we like to imagine the same thing for ourselves. Time there was a soul who learned that the beauty of life is always in the now. Unraveling Midlife is brought to you from Aotearoa, New Zealand by dub dub dub. SarahMarlowSpence.com. Theme music is by Sarah Marlow Spence and Saraspati Marie Willis, and art by Samantha Hepburn. <laughs>